You're listening to the Hometown Crowd Podcast, part of the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. On this week's episode of Hometown Crowd, the Fayetteville Marksmen continue their dominant start on the ice, Florida State spends big money to part ways with their coach, and the first college football playoff rankings are released. Finally, we'll make our picks for big games in college football and the NFL. Get on your feet, you're cheering with the hometown crowd. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Hometown Crowd, your source for sports news across the country and in our backyard of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Dipple. Hey everybody, I'm back. This is Mac. And I'm a real life-sized, human-sized Heather Highsmith. Woo! Be sure to follow us on all our social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email us at hometowncrowdpod at gmail.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast everywhere you find your podcast. If you're an Apple subscriber, we'd love a five-star review. Mac, welcome back. How are you guys doing this week? Uh, I mean, I'm not doing too bad. Uh, glad to be back and not in Michigan anymore, so... Yeah, that's a hellish place. Yeah, Heather, how you doing? Uh, well, you know, I've, I'm I understand why some animals eat their young. Uh, so my son has miraculously survived another day. <laughs> um, and then I was also played the role of that parent in painting my daughter's uh, pumpkin deck. I'm sorry, her decorated pumpkin contest entry for her fall festival tomorrow. Yay. Yep. Kill me now. Yeah, I'm glad I homeschool my kids. Well, let's start things off here at home. Um, Usually we save the local sports for the end of the show, but the Fayetteville Marksmen are just off to a great start this season. Uh, They're 5-0-1 with 11 points, which means they've recorded points in all six of their games and have 11 out of a maximum of 12 possible points this season. It's good enough for sole lead of the first in the SPHL, one point ahead of the Peoria Rivermen, who are 5-0-0. Last week, the Marksmen won both of their games here at Pensacola, uh, or against Pensacola, 2-1 and 4-0, the latter of which was during the Fayetteville Woodpeckers night. Um, This week, the Marksmen are on the road for one game uh, in Roanoke, but return home on the 15th and 16th for two games against that same Roanoke team. Uh, those games are the Veterans Appreciation Night on the 15th and the Bunch of Jerks Night in conjunction with the Carolina uh, Hurricanes on the 16th. Um, yeah, I mean, beginning of the hockey season is always fun. It doesn't matter what league. So having this kind of uh, this run at the beginning, I mean, we've seen, I mean, last year in the uh, NHL, we had the worst team in the league entering, I think, what, February uh, end up winning the Stanley Cup. So, but typically, if you start well, you'll you'll end fairly well. So that's a good, it's a good look for the marksman to get off on that kind of start. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to get to a game here soon. I didn't get out to the Woodpeckers game like I wanted to. Um, unfortunately, it seems like like attendance is down this year. Uh, they're only averaging a little over two thousand fans a night, and that's near the bottom of the league. Uh, now Fayetteville's not hockey territory 
per se, but um, I really think people need to get out there and encourage, uh, cheer on their team. Um, I know I'm planning on getting out there soon, Mac. You've talked, we've talked yeah, about it. I want to get out there. Um, we we really need to make a hometown crowd night happen. Yeah, I mean that's the thing that uh, you run that risk with with these uh, minor league teams. If they don't do well, they can shut down or they just move. So. Uh, get out and buy tickets, our 40 listeners. <laughs> uh, but in college football news, uh, Florida State parted ways with head coach Willie Taggart this week. I don't think he's too hurt by it because uh, Florida State's going to be paying over $20 million in their buyout um, combined with buyouts that they owe to others from other schools. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. Willie's getting $17.1 million to not work. Um, but it's bullshit. Yeah, like he was in his second year, um, you know. And and people look at uh, you know Saban and Urban Meyer, and then you know look at the success they had in their second years at their current jobs. You know they won national titles. Well, Jimbo Fisher turned Fl- uh, Florida State into a dumpster fire. Uh, he didn't recruit uh, recruit mm-hmm. well. He didn't coach well. He didn't prepare these players well. So he essentially won like that last BCS championship and was like, all right, man. Fuck it, you know. Um, but I mean, this isn't Willie knows how to win. He won at Western Kentucky, you know. Uh, it, I I mean, if I were honestly, if I were Willie Tiger, I wouldn't have left Oregon. Uh, you have a better chance to win there. Uh, you're not you, you're not recruiting against like Miami and UF and every you know every other state that's now managed to pillage Florida for recruits. Um, but I mean, the thing is, I don't see him out of coaching, but. We have people that are still bitching about students possibly getting ready to get paid off their own likeness, but they're going to take money from individuals in order to pay a buyout just because they don't like the head coach. Right. That is the mm-hmm. issue in college football. It's not players getting paid. It's dickheads with too much money thinking that they know what's best for the football program. So Florida State boosters, go fuck yourself. I hope we have one that listens. Just one that, like... That has like Willie Taggart's name in like the search bar, and he's like, "Oh, haven't listened to this one," and I hope he walks away offended, or she, or whomever. Fuck him. So the real question is, has Florida State called Urban Meyer? Oh God, I mean, I would not put it past him. Like we were talking that one day, like <laughs> Willie's bot, like when he said, you know, Willie can get hit by a truck, and we would not call Urban Meyer. Yeah, you would. That body wouldn't even be cold before you made that phone call, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I guarantee you're going to call him. But, I mean, I just – I don't see Clay Helton lasting at USC. Um, I can see Urban taking that job before Florida State. Because, let's face it, uh, you know, Urban's not going to go into a place where he's not going to be able to win conference championships and be ready to play for national titles. You're not doing that at Florida State. No one, no one in the ACC is getting over the Clemson hump anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, speaking of USC, they hired a new AD, and it's the guy from Cincinnati. Uh, oh, that's an odd. That's a pretty kind of like a, that guy from Cincinnati's like, fuck yeah, dude. I'm getting the hell out of Cincinnati, which is a shithole. You know, I'm going to LA. You know, public state or you know, public state school to a private school with a huge endowments, which means that I give him two years before they fire him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Some people yeah. are saying that that points more to James Franklin going to USC. Nah. Um, more so than Urban Meyer. Yeah. I, or maybe even Luke Fickle. I don't think Fickle would do it. He, the guy's, uh, uh, you know, he's too ingrained in Ohio. And he's I think he's got like 48 kids. And they're all in school, so... Um, oh, Jesus. Well, that USC money I mean, is might... that is that the actual number? Like, are you... Like, listen, Heather. It's that? I'm just spitballing here, but he. Okay, I'm just asking. There's a prodigious I mean, output in that in the Fickle family. Okay, no, I think I think it's five actually. I think they have five kids. But maybe that USC money is needed. No, I just I don't I don't. Fickle's just he's he's building something in Cincy, um, you know, and I don't see him going and taking that kind of scrutiny at USC because if you're not successful in that in year one. I mean, let's face it. You got fan, but that fan base is already calling you to get fired. You know, so I mean, I, I pity anybody who doesn't have like a big name, um, who takes that job. And honestly, I don't, I don't think USC would go that route with you know a group of five coach. Mm. Uh, you know, because look at the last. Uh, I mean, no offense to old Easy Eddie Orger on there, Heather, but you know he was the interim coach for a bit, and they didn't bring him back because he didn't have a good solid track record. You know, Clay Helton, again, he's another, you know, that, that Trojan, you know, we got to keep it in the Trojan family, uh, and he sucks, you know. I mean, all that talent, and, you know, they, they seem to drop two or three games every single year that they should not, you know. So I can see him, uh, you know, chasing a big name and, and just here's a Brinks truck with money in it. We're going to give it all to you just to come out to L.A. and coach, so... But yeah, I mean, if I was the FSU AD, like your job is contingent on hitting a home run with this next football hire. Yeah, call Urban, you know. <laughs> Shit, dude, I'm calling Steve Spurrier at this point. Like, bro, just, you got to have a little bit left in the tank for me, man, you know. <laughs> I mean, he, he does have something. I mean, he did really well in the AAF. Yeah, but see, there's, there, there's no, there was no... Uh, Expectation. Expectation there, you know, at Florida State. Yeah, but listen though, but listen though, if K State can bring Bill Snyder back, I mean, you never know. Yeah, I mean that's true, but then again, I never thought Bill Snyder would retire ever. Like that guy, just like he was just a fixture out there in Manhattan. Oh yeah. Uh, and I figured they would just weaken at Bernie's him, you know, when he did die, <laughs> and just put some shades on him, and they had like two grad, you know, grad assistants pulling strings to keep his hands moving, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, since we're out west, let's look uh, last week in college football where there wasn't a lot in the way of surprises or big games, but it really shined a spotlight on the Pac-12. Um, Oregon stood up and shut down USC 56-24, and Utah came from behind to beat Washington 33-28. Yeah, I mean, I, I just caught bits and pieces of the games. Um, I really didn't think USC was going to beat Oregon. Um you know, Cristobal's got that team humming pretty well, mm-hmm. and uh, I, it's it's nice to see, you know, just that there's a, uh, I guess, a counterweight to all these teams out east, you know. I mean, granted, it's just Oregon right now, but, uh, you know, having just something on the west coast uh, that can be semi-productive or competitive. Uh, and USC, I mean, let's face it, they've done a really good job this year considering at one point they were playing with a third-string quarterback. Uh, who was a freshman, a ton of injuries. But, I mean, 
this is a t- you know this is a team and a program that recruits the best athletes in all of California and Arizona and Nevada and Utah and Washington like they pull from the entire West Coast they should be able to just immediately fill uh you know a, f- a guy who a four-star junior when he goes down you've got a four-star freshman to put like right in that hole yeah but Clay Helton is such a bad coach he doesn't know how to really focus that kind of talent and then Utah. Well, I was so hopeful on that Utah game because I was like, come on, Washington. Just come on. I need you to do it. Need you to do it, pal. And just. Yeah, because you picked didn't... Utah in that. No, you picked Washington. I picked Washington. I picked Washington on that one. Yeah, that was a mistake. Listen, I knew that it was at the time, but I said I wasn't going to get off that train yet. Well, so, I mean, my whole thing and, is... And you know what? And even if that train goes right over a cliff, which probably <laughs> will. Well, I mean... I, I will be... I'll still be on it. Their, uh, their quarterback is a Georgia transfer, and... and um, from... Or, yeah, it's from. Um, he hasn't really looked yeah. that good this year. You know, like, he opened up the season really well, and he's just kind of really leveled off. Uh, and I haven't really been impressed with uh, Georgia quarterbacks, you know, not like Ohio State quarterbacks. Fromm did look pretty good this past week, though. Uh, yeah, but in I the mean, big game against Florida, 24-17 in Jacksonville, he got the win he needed. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, go ahead, you, you already screwed the pooch, bro, because you, you, you're going to win the East. And then you're going to be the sacrificial lamb for Bama or LSU, you right? Because they Florida does not have Florida or Georgia does not have anywhere near the talent to beat either of those teams. No. No. Anything else stand out to you from the uh, Florida Georgia game? Florida really needs to find a quarterback, develop a quarterback, and have a real quarterback run that offense. Uh, Trask, I mean, I get it. He he's a injury replacement. But it's just watching him. I can see why Florida fans hit every um, stop on the emotional spectrum because he's exciting to watch. But then he throws these bad passes, so you get sad and depressed. And then he'll break off a, a you know where he should have been slammed in the backfield for ten yards, but he th- throws a fifty yard dart. Like it, it, it's nice it's, to have. It's too inconsistent. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, way he's too inconsistent. You could tell that kid had no. There was no intention for him to even see the field this year, and yeah. he's playing a, a lot of minutes. Yeah, I watched mm-hmm. that game with my in-laws, who are Florida alum, and I, I saw the whole roller coaster. Yeah. in that game, um, it, it's been quite entertaining watching a team who's on the brink of being a competitor at the national level. I watched them. I watched the uh, the LSU game with them, and I watched this game with them, and yeah. it's been a lot of fun. Um, but it, it's it's Florida's almost there. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Their defense has been there for what eight, you know, eight ten years now. Yeah. They've had these outstanding dominant defenses. Their offense has just been butt cheeks, you know. Um, so if they can get that quarterback that can run a good offense and put up consistent numbers. Yeah, I mean, you could easily see Florida overtaking Georgia as the speed bump in the East uh, because I just don't think – I you know, you guys know both – both you guys know I like Dan Mullen. I think he's a great coach. But yeah, uh, you're not out coaching Saban, and you're really not – who else – besides Saban and, and Bama, who's got the talent level 
of the Tigers right now? You know, nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think if Orgeron's a smart fellow or he's got a smart recruiting coordinator, um, you ride uh, Joe Burrows as hard as you can, as long as you can, but you better start grooming the next guy up so you don't run into the issues that he had for or LSU's had for 15 years. Uh, yeah. These outstanding athletes and shit quarterbacks, you know, in the shotgun or under center. So, mm-hmm. two other games of note last week: Notre Dame survived Virginia Tech twenty-one twenty, and Memphis knocked off SMU in an AAC shootout fifty-four forty-eight. Smooth, let that me down, was a man. Shocker! That was a shocker. Honestly, I picked Memphis in that game. Yeah, Memphis we, was a six-point favorite, and we they won did. by six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just, I really wanted Smoo to win. Um, I think Sonny Dykes was a, has been able to pleasantly rehabilitate his image after just imploding at Cal. So um, I like that Shane Bouchelle. You know, he's kind of rehabbed himself because remember he had like those that four-game stretch in in Austin where he was like the second coming of quarterback <laughs> Jesus. And then, uh, you know, he, he lost his job. So, I mean, his dad was a professional baseball player. Like he's an athlete. He just needed, I got probably need an offense that was more catered to his abilities. And, you know, he runs Sonny Dykes air raid very, very well. Um, and I just like, uh, SMU's running back average is something like 110, 115 yards on the ground a game. So just having that kind of balance, I was like, I don't give a shit who the favorite is. Memphis can't hang with these guys. And then, yeah, I look oh, like an asshole. Look what they did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything else about to you guys from college football last week? I mean, we, we've probably, Heather and I have probably pissed and moaned about this the most, but, uh, Skating away with one point win over Virginia, like a really down Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. tells you all you need mm-hmm. to know about Notre Dame this year. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, well, and also too, which I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how much y'all care about it, but uh, the Sunflower Showdown was this weekend with K State versus KU, um, right? Which is one of those I kind of have to sit on my hands because you know I lived in Manhattan for a little while, so um, I do I will root for k-state um you just like the purple once in a while. that's all it is you just like the purple no 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 they got it half right they got it half right so it's all right um, well i mean it's second place but, it's purple and gold and then purple and silver yep exactly exactly so um but yeah and then you know of course then you know les miles is over at ku so um but yeah like it was it was kind of a, it was an okay game but i know it's kind of a big deal out that way so yeah um, yeah but i mean let's face it k-state it has just tapped into like Bill Snyder's aura, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. They're playing yeah. just really smart football and, and good defense, and that mm-hmm. was that's always been K State shtick. Even when they were winning, you know, eleven, twelve games a year and going to, you know, in the running for the BCS championship and all that. That's all they did. You, you didn't see a lot of their guys uh, going and breaking uh, statistical records. They just did what they had to do and they won games. Um, and I, yeah. that's what they're doing right now. Yeah. yeah, we'll be talking a lot more about them here in a few minutes because we'll be previewing yeah. the Texas-Kansas State game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But that brings us to last night. The college football co- playoff committee released their first playoff rankings. 
few things stood out to me as equally surprising and unsurprising. Um, most obvious among these is Clemson. Clemson comes in fifth in the first rankings. Kind of the committee saying last year doesn't matter. Uh, that combined with Alabama. I disagree with you 100%. Why is that? When wait, that's not that's not that's not disagreeing with Tim. You're you disagree with the committee. Yeah, well, sir. I'm disagreeing with Tim's here, so he's gonna take it. Uh, oh, okay, that's fine. But they're out for this I'm sure week. He's used to it, it's fine. Um, I mean, let's face it. Penn State loses. Uh, Clemson's right back in it. Well, and, yeah. And, and this weekend, whoever loses between Bama and LSU, they're gonna drop out, and Clemson moves up. So, like, literally, they're perfectly positioned to be still in the last four. Oh, yeah. So. Clemson. So, last year does still an matter. Upset. Barring an upset, Clemson's still going to be in. But it, it was kind of nice to see that these rankings were based on this season. Nah. Um, no, that, that, what's that dude's name? The, the chairman? Like, the dude that they, that was on TV for, like, 40 minutes last night explaining this is why we did this. He looked like the um, the Pembroke campus cops at the forum last night. <laughs> Very disinterested and full of shit. Mm. Um, so I, I don't believe a word he said. I mean, you, you can't have a playoff. If, if Clemson goes through this season undefeated, you can't keep them out. I don't give a shit how horrible their wins are. Yeah, They've only played in how many straight national title games? You, you can't. And they're the defending. Yeah. You know, like you, you, there's no way in hell you slot anybody over the defending champ if they're, you know, meeting that same metric. Yeah. So I, I think mathematically, the only way that Clemson would be kept out, it theoretically, is I don't think Alabama can survive a loss. No. I think if I think if they lose, they're going to be out. Uh, same goes for Penn State, but I think if Bama beats LSU especially if it's close, and Penn State beats Ohio State, especially close, I think those two teams could survive and potentially keep Clemson out. Not, it it not would be Clemson, a very close... Not if Clemson's undefeated, no way. Uh, I think it would be very close, but... I don't, I don't want to see... I, I, anybody who says um, a one-loss team should be going in over an undefeated team, fuck you. Like, that. that's... No. Because what you know what a one loss team is probably not doing, playing in that conference championship game, you know, and which they aren't. Yeah, you know. So I mean, it's you, we we already saw how stupid it was to pass over the conference champ to put in, you know, a team that didn't even play in the game. So like, I just mm-hmm. it's it, it's bad optics, and it's a very it, that's not a precedent you want to keep setting. Conference champs don't make it in. Um, this is America. Winners get rewarded, not losers. Uh, the the chairman is Rob Mullins. That's it, yeah. The guy you were thinking of yeah. is Rob Mullins. God, and I swear to God, like, every time I blinked, like, they were talking about the bottom five, you know? And th- here's Rob Mullins, like, Trey, Kirk, hey, guys, you know? It's just like, <laughs> go the fuck away, Rob. Okay, well, so, okay, so then, so, so here's my question for you. So say, you know, say, um, what if... I'm trying to think of how I want to word this. Okay, so say say LSU wins Saturday, 
And then we wind up playing Bama again in the conference game. You won you it. There, you're in the you're same division. The you're playing Georgia oh, at this point. Shit. Yeah. yeah this, the same true. goes yeah. for Ohio State, Penn State. We won't meet yeah. in yeah. the conference championship. The, it, essentially, uh, the way it's set up right now uh, for our Power 5 conferences, the only place you're going to see a repeat in the conference title game and this isn't like a 100% thing, but the Big 12, because they do the round robin. Um, well, actually, you know, no. Right now, Penn State plays Minnesota this week. Yeah, I know. And if Penn State beats Ohio State, they would theoretically play Minnesota in the conference That's if championship. Minnesota doesn't keep shitting the bed after that loss. Okay, okay. Well, I but, think what I think... Because okay, I would so then West say, Okay, so then say... Somehow, some way, say LSU wins Saturday, mm-hmm. goes to the SEC game and wins. Right. But then because it's fucking Bama, somehow they get in. We play them a second time. What right. happens then? The, there, there would be rematches. I was talking rematches yeah. in the regular season to the conference yeah. championships, not yeah, in yeah, the bowls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, that, yeah, like yeah. that's that's the thing. If it, one loss teams who don't play in the conference championship game don't deserve to be in the playoff, no. I don't. I don't give a shit. Like, it, in the off chance, you know, App State got it, got in there. Yeah. All right, a one loss Bama who didn't play in their cha- uh, conference game. No, you don't get to go. Like, mm-hmm. I just I hate. Well, like, cause yeah, because I mean, cause what isn't that what happened in what for the 2010 championship played in 2000. Uh, no, yeah. UCF, no had that issue. UCF had that happen just like last year or the year before, two years yeah, ago. Because, yeah, because I, I don't, I think it was we, LSU went to the SEC game and won, but we still had to play Bama in the national championship. Yeah. Was that the, the nine to six game? I, I don't remember. I, think, uh, yeah. I went to but I had yeah, like a, I just I, I had like a five week old newborn, and so <laughs> I went to bed. I didn't stay up for that. Yeah, so. but I mean, but I just yeah, like, I think that should be a defined metric. You don't play in your conference title game, mm-hmm. you don't get in the playoff, um, because it does make sense, you know. And I I don't want to hear, you know, they had a good loss. There's no such thing as a good loss. Uh, you win, you you know, you win out, you get rewarded for it, you know, not. Uh, we lost in week 10, didn't make it to the conference title game, and now I should still be looked at for, you know, uh, eligibility for the playoff. Yeah. Well, recapping the top 10, you have Florida at 10, Oklahoma at 9, Utah at 8, Oregon at 7, Georgia at 6, and Clemson at 5 are your first two out. Penn State at 4, Alabama 3, LSU 2, and Ohio State at 1. Yep. Um, right now, the matchups for the college football playoff are all games that are going to happen between now and the end of the regular season. Yeah, Penn State will play Ohio State four one, and Alabama will play LSU yeah. this weekend. So I mean, let's. I mean, after this week, we're already going to see change in the top four. Um, but like, I don't understand the Georgia thing. Uh, don't understand the what? The Georgia thing. I don't understand the Georgia thing. Um, there are other teams out there who have been more productive. Mm-hmm. Um, have had less trouble mm-hmm. with their opponents, uh, you know. And it, I mean, let, let let's just. I I know you said you hate good loss, but let's compare losses. Georgia lost to South Carolina. 
Which is not a good loss. Right. Oregon lost to Auburn. Auburn's a top 15 ranked team. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure that one out. Um, but no, I uh, you're right. I mean, but I mean, if that's the case, Oregon should be six. That, 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 that's the point I'm saying is Oregon should yeah. be above. Honestly, Georgia. I don't. I don't think like when people tell me, you know, like the the committee pays attention. Florida and Georgia are up there, or you know, Georgia's up there because they were the big game on TV that weekend. You know, I, I I'm not buying they. You know they're gonna take you know look at look at the history. Uh, we're gonna look at this metric and use this metric. No, dude, it's who they were sitting down drinking cocktails with and watching that weekend. You know, right? Because there's absolutely zero reason anybody mm-hmm. should think, except outside of UGA fans, uh, think that they should be number six. Well, before we get into our picks for this week, a quick picks, update picks, on our standings. Picks, 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 picks. Oh, God, do we really have to bring this up? Uh, just because you had a bad week? Uh, I'm sitting in first place, 26 and 17. Mac is in second at 25 and 18. Number and two. Heather, after going one and three in college football last week, uh, is now has tumbled to third at 24 and 19. Okay, listen, in my defense, it was a bye week, so... When I'm in a bye week, I'm like, everybody's in a bye week. <laughs> well, uh, let's start off with Texas and Kansas State. Kansas State enters 6-2, and two, ranked 12th in the college football playoffs, uh, largely on the back of their upset at Oklahoma. Yep. Uh, Texas has floundered their way out of the rankings, having lost to LSU, Oklahoma, and Kansas State, who are all ranked, uh, but they're 5-3. and three. But Texas is favored by a touchdown at home. Mac, take us through this game. Yeah, I mean, Texas has a ton of talent. Like, Tom Herman recruits well, um, but I think we've all seen he doesn't coach well. Uh, you know, you could probably, you know, as a Ohio State fans, we saw his offenses. They were nonstop. They were, you know, high octane. But I don't know if this is the guy that's going to get Texas back to Texas, you know. And Heather, I just threw up the air quotes, so you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, we miss having you in the uh, in the studio. I know. <laughs> the studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it's like we were talking about. Kansas State can grind out wins, and they just play their brand of football. You know, their quarterback might hit 210 yards passing, but and he'll probably have 60 yards rushing. But he's going to be very smart with the ball. He's going to minimize his turnovers. The running backs, you know, he'll, they'll have three running backs with 40 or 50 yards rushing. And they just control the clock. Uh, and if you can keep the ball out of out of Texas's hands, I mean, that's that's perfect. Um, you know, Kansas State's a, sm- a smaller team. They're not going to be as athletic as Texas is. But, I mean, I, I will not put it past uh, Kansas State for pulling this out, especially after beating Oklahoma. Um, so who's your pick? Kansas State, man. Kansas State. Heather? Yeah, um, I'm going to go a lot with what he said. and But, I mean, also, too, like, with K-State, I mean, they've got 25 rushing touchdowns um, so far this year, and 11 of those were just in the last two weeks. And so, last but last season, they only had 20 rushing scores for the – 
whole season. So, like, they've definitely, there's been a huge improvement. Their case, their, uh, their defense is among the best in the nation right now. Um, they're, like, second and third down defense, uh, 12th and first downs allowed. So, like, their, their defense is, is going pretty solid. Um, Texas, though, is 9-10 and 10 all time against the Wildcats. Uh, they defeated K-State 19-14 last year in Manhattan. Um, but K-State is one of only two Big 12 schools with a, winning, with a winning record against Texas. But the Longhorns do hold a 7-3 advantage on games played in Austin. So, I mean, I think have being at home is is might give them a little bit of a boost but i kind of agree with what max said like just k-state is playing what they know and it is it's worked out for them and they've gotten continuously better over over the course of the season so yeah i'm gonna go k-state on this one yeah i'm gonna disagree with you guys i'm gonna take texas at home you guys know how i feel about home field advantage which i think is total but (laughs) but um I, i think Texas has a chance to turn it around this week. They've, they've kind of been a little bit struggling lately, um, but I think they get back on track this week. I don't know. I, I just – those guys don't look like they know how to play uh, with adversity. Uh, they're 5-3. and three. They're, they're, they're going to, like, the whogivesashit.com bowl in Waco. Um, and, and those guys went to Texas to play for championships, so – I mean, the wheels could easily fall off at this point. You get yeah. a bunch of guys just kind of mailing it in, just trying to get through the season. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Heather, we'll start with you on this next one. Uh, number 18, Iowa, travels to number 13, Wisconsin, to take on the Badgers in Camp Randall. Both teams are 6-2 mm-hmm. and two and tied for second in the Big Ten West. Jonathan Taylor and the Badgers are a 9.5-point favorite. Who do you take in this game? Um. Well... When uh, when uh, I was compiling notes for this game, like there was lit, like there was shit on the internet about it because nobody cares about this game. No. Apparently, <laughs> I mean, Unless... if we're being honest, they're only on our pick'em because it's two ranked teams. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, though. Like they've been this rivalry dates back over a hundred years. So, like, it's a huge rivalry for Wisconsin and for Iowa. Yeah, but see, the rest of the country where people actually live, no one gives a fuck. Exactly. It's the six people in Iowa and the four people in Wisconsin. Um, (laughs) So, but Iowa has won the last three meetings. Um, yeah, in Iowa right that, now. That's like is the game Wisconsin a... usually shits the bed on, right? It's it always seems to be Iowa lately. That that whole state yeah, is and... a trap. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't just mean and... like a tourist trap because yeah. they got like the biggest ear of corn in the country or whatever. Um, Iowa State and Iowa are always trap games. Yeah, but yeah, con- so, continue, Heather. But well, okay, you're fine. Um, but yeah, so and Iowa is on a two game win streak right now sit uh while wisconsin is on a two-game losing streak right now um they're pretty similar on points allowed per game iowa allows 10.1 wisconsin it's 11.4 um part i just i'm gonna have to go iowa on this 
And uh, James also has picked Iowa for this because he's actually he he's, he told me that. And uh, he's our ESPN. pod's number one fan. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He is. He's the pod. He's our only one fan. fan. Yeah, and, but and, and, he's and our Sar- number one fan. Huge Sergeant Slaughter stand. <laughs> <laughs> because I guess I guess uh, ESPN has Wisconsin as winning, but now nah, yeah, the Badgers are so. a nine and a half point favorite. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I got Iowa on this one. Mac. Yeah, I uh, I think Taylor bounces back. Uh, he's had a couple rough weeks, uh, but he's just ridiculously talented to just keep doing poorly for the rest of the season. And I imagine Wisconsin's kind of pissed off, so uh, I'm gonna go with the Badgers on this one. Uh, and Taylor having a really like explosive game. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Um, the Illinois upset didn't bode well for them going into Ohio State. They've been beat down for two, three weeks now. Yeah, I think they're angry. Um, I want to acknowledge that. The Badgers are a nine and a half point favorite, and I don't think nine and a half points get scored in this game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Badgers. Yeah, I can see it being like eleven to six with Wisconsin kicking three field goals and netting a safety. You know? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh-huh. I, yeah, but no, nope. Uh, nope. Uh, I'll be the I'll I'll be the dissenter yeah. over here. <laughs> I like when we don't all agree. It makes it more interesting. That yeah, makes Tim do a little more work by it when he's setting up the graphic. <laughs> and let's face it, I do all the work here. <laughs> you, oh, you do. Oh, yeah. The number four Nittany Lions head to TCF Bank Stadium to take on undefeated number 17 Minnesota. There was a swell of support for College Game Day to go to this game instead of Tuscaloosa because I can go to Tuscaloosa for Alabama LSU any year. Um the show's never been to Minnesota, but unfortunately that didn't happen this year. Uh, regardless, the Gophers are in control of their destiny atop the Big Ten West, but enter this game as a seven-point underdog at home. A loss won't destroy Minnesota's season, but a win keeps their playoff hopes alive. Um, I think it's pretty much assumed that the if there's an undefeated Big Ten champion, they're going to the playoffs regardless of who it is. Uh, Mac, who's your pick in this game? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, if Ohio State and Penn State shit the bed and it ends up being Minnesota coming out of it, they're not going to the playoff. There's no way in hell they'd let Minnesota go to the playoff. Because <laughs> if you think they're not thinking about TV numbers and ticket sales, you know who's not moving a lot of tickets, like in Florida or uh, Phoenix or Texas or anywhere? It's Minnesota. Yeah, but those guys well, are that cold was... right now, and those games are played in warm weather. Yeah, they might no. fly south. Have you Minnesotans? They don't go south. They love that well, snow. It's, well, but I mean, and that's also kind of like though in the um, national championship back in two thousand seven, where you know you had again LSU was a two loss, but you had like Hawaii that was undefeated. Yeah, and you had I think Utah was undefeated too that year, and it was just like. Okay, really? Are we really going to do a Utah and Hawaii national championship? You're goddamn right. Like, <laughs> I would have watched that just just to spite everybody. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So Give yeah, me those yeah. matchups that nobody I'm cares sorry. about. I'll watch. Yep. No, but I mean. Yeah. But, but you're right, though. But I mean, like that kind of a game, that's not going to move tickets. Yeah. That's not going to make money. So. But I mean, uh, Penn State is a better team. Mm-hmm. Um, but PJ Fleck, he he had a rough first season or two, 
But I mean, he did the same thing at Western Michigan. Like he just like he only won like I think a single game his first year, and then five, and then uh, Western Michigan put up eleven wins, uh, and then Minnesota pilfered him. You know, but I mean, he's he seems to have uh, you know Minnesota moving in the right direction. Uh, but I just uh, I don't know if I could go against James Franklin. I, I love him as a coach, and Penn State's just a ridiculously good team. Um, and he expected to not have the success they're having this season because they went they're moving from uh, McSorley to this freshman, and this freshman kid's just been outstanding. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I think it could be close, um, but Penn State, I definitely would like. That's my pick. Heather. Yeah, I mean, same. Like Penn right now looks so good on paper in this game. Um, I I don't think it's going to be as close as as Mac thinks it is. I just I I think Penn State is just too good right now. Um, and Minnesota, like, what? Who? Like, who's been their big win? Do <laughs> do do any of us know? Like seriously. Um... No, I mean, and that that's the thing. Um, Minnesota's one of those surprise, uh, you know, Big Ten like, teams where, coming like, out of the, the West. Where the hell did you come yeah. from? Yeah, like, where the hell did you come from? Yeah, but, like, again, like, I just, I don't know. I just, I feel, I feel like Penn State is just going to just murder them. Yeah, I mean, I would probably say Minnesota's best win was... Um, Wow, they really haven't played anybody, guys. So this is what <laughs> this is what we have. Um, <laughs> we so, have uh, basically they started off with New Mexico State, then Fresno like State, Alabama, right now, Miami of Ohio, uh, Maryland beat them by almost thirty points. That was back when we thought Maryland was yeah. good. Iowa beat Minnesota by seventeen. Then Ohio State beat them by sixteen. Wait a minute. That can't be the right. Wait. No, no, that's that's no. last year's. I went all the way back into last year. Sorry, guys. I was gonna say we haven't yeah, played them. They, yeah, they're both they're um, both undefeated where right did, now. This is the what they haven't updated their schedule or anything on Google. <laughs> um, Hold on, I got you. I got. Thank you. you. Okay, so there we go. Penn State. Great. Yeah, I mean they they played Maryland, Rutgers, Nebraska, Illinois, uh, Purdue. Wait, yeah, I Georgia was wrong. Southern, no, they're, not, they're not unbeaten. Fresno yeah. State, South Dakota State, that that's who they played this year. Um, so I mean, they really haven't ha- they haven't had a a really tough game outside of Purdue, and Purdue the the wheels kind of fell off. So I mean, I think you'd be hard pressed to pick Minnesota over Penn State at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I got Penn State on this one. Um, Penn State's about the only team on Ohio State's schedule that might scare me a little bit. And that's counting Minnesota in the conference championship. And Penn State wins this game probably big. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's any given Sunday and all that. But I, I just think James Franklin's got a good thing going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. And finally... Heather, I'm going to give you first crack at this one. I'm sure you've got about 12 years worth of stats, and I'm talking in terms of length talking, not in terms of how far back you're going. No, um, no, no that, I'm, I was a good girl. I just, I, It's only a page and a half? A page and a half. Just a page uh, and a half. We've been looking forward to this one for weeks. Number three, Alabama playing host to number two, LSU, in a top four matchup. 
Two is still questionable, although most reports are that he'll play, and we really are kind of in agreement. Saban's just playing fuck-fuck games with Orgeron. Yeah. Uh, he has, however, fallen out of the Heisman picture right now with the injury, uh, but this is his chance to get back into that. On the flip side, Ohio State transfer Joe Burrow leads the Heisman Stop race. saying that. That is not his name. No, that is his name is until his name. he goes to... Uh, the NFL, and then he's still Ohio State transfer Joe Burrow. No, it'll be no, it'll be Ohio State graduate Joe Burrow at that yeah, point. Yeah, uh, but he I leads the Heisman you. race with thirty I touchdowns and over twenty eight hundred yards passing. It feels like a high scoring game, unlike you know previous years. And Alabama's a six point favorite at home. So Heather, how, wait, roll tide. How are they getting six points over LSU? Right. Betters are going crazy over this one. It makes no sense. I've been paying a lot more attention. Like I'm, I'm starting to not necessarily start betting games, but I'm kind of playing a game with myself where yeah. hypothetically, if I bet, how would I do? And LSU all day on this one. Yeah. Uh, a six-point spread, would LSU it? covers easy, yeah. even if they don't win. All right, Heather, what do you got? Lay it on us. Roll Tide, right? Um, do not. <laughs> I would rather eat my own organs than to say that ever. I don't even type it out. So don't bring that filth here because I don't want to <laughs> listen to it. You know, um, all right, all right, Heather. But what... Joe Burrow would not like that kind of attitude, Heather. Give, give us he, the hundred-year history of LSU. He would not listen. He would not appreciate y'all saying that in the first place. <laughs> So, he, he, what? That he's an Ohio State alum? He has a degree from Ohio no, State. No, no, I heard the stupid RT over there. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I told you, I don't say it. I don't say it. Um, yeah, so clearly, um, as usual, which kind of tends to be the, the habit of it gets billed as the game of the century um, because of it just at least over the last, what, seven, eight years is how it's been. Even though LSU hasn't been that great in the past. I mean, it's strange that you said only seven seven or eight years, and that's how long it's been since LSU won. (laughs) Yes, I'm aware, Timothy. I'm aware, sir. Anyways. But here's the thing, though, is that they weren't blowout games. Alabama never blew out LSU. They were always very, very close games. And it tends, like I was saying last week when I went off on the tangent and I wasn't really paying attention, um, this this game I think is the one that Saban has been preparing his guys for all season because it is a complete and total mental game for both sides. Um, and you've got... So basically, the winner Saturday is basically in the SEC West ticket. Yeah. Like, they're there. They're already there. Um, but the loser, though, doesn't is not necessarily out of the picture either. So it, you know, it could kind of go either way. Um, with it being at Bryant-Denny Stadium, and I guess President Trump is going to be there, so I'm kind of hoping that a meteor falls, like, after... <laughs> So is the rest our, of the country. Our people leave, you know, just just listen, you just you can wipe out everything that's bad. 
Somehow I don't think he'll get booed at this one, though. No, no, probably, I don't, probably not. Well, did you guys see that the University of Alabama Student Government Association came to their senators and other people, you know, and said that if you are caught booing the president, they'll take away their ticket privileges. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, okay, well, and... One th- well, one thing that does make me a little nervous about this game is that we don't have Michael Divinity. He left. Yeah. Um, he left this week, um, and it was due to personal reasons. He hasn't elaborated on Rumor that. Rumor is that um, he uh, failed a drug test. Yeah, I don't know. Well, from but from what I understand, though, is that they're not um, necessarily like totally writing him off for the season. No, if he failed a so drug test, poss- he'd be suspended for. Uh, yeah, I. I don't I, know what the I policy is. Yeah, yeah, that's just the rumor so, that I've heard. Yeah, and so, so I mean that does give me pause a little bit, um, but LSU is typically really good about having a solid backup, just in case, you know. Um, and then you have you got Tua. That's a let you know supposedly a game time decision. Personally, I think that's a that's a mental fuck fuck game that Saban is playing right now. Um, I know they said that he's practiced a couple of times, but they're still not totally sure. But it, if that's coming out of Bama's camp, I don't I don't believe it. Um, and so, <sighs> if you're looking at between Tua. And LSU quarterback Joe Burrow. Ohio State transfer Joe Burrow. <laughs> no, that is not. Tua is uh, 74.7% for his passes with 309.4 yards per game. And Joe Burrow is 78.8% completion percentage, 350 yards per game. Um, so. They they're pretty evenly matched in terms of stats, I guess, on paper or whatever. Um, but this is definitely going to be a lot different than the last time, you know, the game of the century in in 2011. Um, LSU did win that game nine to six in overtime, coming all from field goals, which was annoying as shit. Um, and so, yeah, so they've, and since, too, obviously, they've both changed their offenses super drastically. Um, Saban has said, you know, they've become more of a spread team. And so I, he, he said, you know, hey, we've become, that LSU's become more of a spread team. So I just think that you're just, for re- the receivers for both sides, I think those are going to be big playmakers. Uh Jerry Judy, he's got what fifty-two catches for six eighty-four yards and eight touchdowns. You got Devontae Smith, forty-three for seven twenty-one, and Ruggs the third, twenty-six for five thirteen. For LSU, you've got Justin Jefferson at fifty-five for eight hundred and ninety-one yards. You have Jamar Chase and Terrence Marshall. So I mean, we've got both sides are pretty loaded. Um, I do think that it's going to be a fantastic game. It usually doesn't disappoint. Um, and, yeah, so clearly I'm going for my boys. Of course you have to. But I, w- 
I, yeah, I was going to anyways, but, um, yeah, I want to hear what you two knuckleheads are going to say. Mac? Uh, well, I, uh, if Tua can't go, all right, if he actually can't do it, um, or say he starts the game and re-injures that ankle, I was not impressed, uh, with that backup. No, I well nobody was. <laughs> I mean, he hit. Yeah, he had he had one really outstanding game. Um, but Mac Jones. He, yeah, he name. he's not he he doesn't scare defenses the way Tua can. Um, yeah. You know, and the thing is, I think this might be the first season in a long time where LSU is evenly matched on both sides of the ball mm-hmm. with Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is going to come down to coaching. I mean, it really will. If if Ed can stick to the game plan, stick to the game plan, stick to the game plan, um, and let Burrow play his game the way he has been, you know, this is LSU's game. But to count Nick Saban out, like he's the best coach in college football and maybe the best coach in college football history, um, you know, I'm going against my better judgment here, but I'm going to have to go with uh, LSU. <laughs> yes! So you're taking LSU. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I, I honestly thought you were going Bama with that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I I want to. I just really, I'm very impressed with the LSU offense. And even under Orgeron, um, he plays Saban close with, with a shitty offense. You know, um, no offense, Heather, but... No, you're not, I, yeah. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I had a period for a while there. It was just, loved watching the defense, and I'd change the channel when LSU had the ball. Um, but I mean, they're very dynamic now. Uh, this isn't three yards in a cloud of dust anymore. This is, uh, this is good, this is a good ball team. And, um, I, I would love to see LSU pull this out and then win the SEC and just watch all the Bama fans cry. So, yeah. Um, all right, Timothy. So is, so is he going to be my favorite or are you... <laughs> I think LSU is going to win this game. I think oh, I think you. we're all in agreement. Um, Alabama hasn't done enough to impress me this year. They have they have won all their games. They haven't been great about it. Um, now that's not to say that LSU is not without their faults. They do oh, give yeah. they do give up quite a lot of points to good teams. They do, and to some not some good teams. Yeah, I mean, thirty-eight to Texas, thirty-eight to Vandy. Yes, I am aware, Timothy. Um, yes, I I think if the defense shows up, I think LSU is one of two teams in the country who are both good and well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I got LSU. Sweet! Look at you, boys. I'm so proud of you. So... You know, as soon as you said it was going to come down to coaching, I thought you were going to pick Saban. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I typically, I'm always going to lean on coaching, but right now you have your star quarterback coming off an injury where he's been out for what three weeks, four weeks, and that's going to make a huge difference. Yeah, and then you've got Joe Burrow, who's on a fucking roll right now. I don't think you, I don't think you, uh, you know, pick against that. Um, but I mean, if, if, 
if it comes down to like a two point game and it comes down to like scheming, Saban's gonna be Orgeron. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. if if that's they can, what he does. if if Orgeron can sit there and let Burrow pin his ears back and run that offense the way he has been, I mean it's gonna be hard for Alabama to keep up. Yeah. I mean, a six point favorite for Alabama seems like a lot. If Alabama wins, it's close. Honestly, if I'm a betting person, I'm taking LSU all day with that with that spread. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But we're picking straight up, and I still think LSU wins. Well, let's turn to the NFL. Such... Last week, the Patriots suffered their first loss, yep. falling to the Baltimore Ravens 37-20, and leaving San Francisco as the sole undefeated team in the league. But the Niners did struggle last week, but held on to defeat the Cardinals 28-25. Uh, any thoughts from the top two? Well, I mean, let's face it. Uh, I told you guys that Lamar Jackson was going to be a, a dynamic asset to the Ravens, and when you get Mark Ingram um, running uh, so well, uh, you know, it's it's going to be a uh, you know rough to uh, uh, keep up with that. And, even- and you know, I almost picked Baltimore last week. <laughs> I just when I'm picking. New England hurts a little less to pick as a Browns fan than yeah. Baltimore does, so I just couldn't well, do it. I mean, they they made uh, <laughs> they made that defense, or you know, our defense just looked so bad. They looked uh, out of place, and uh, you know, I commend Harbaugh and uh, uh, his you know his coaching staff for p- making sure Jackson is is be- putting himself in the right places, and Jackson's making really smart decisions with the ball. Uh, and he's playing well with the with the players he's got, you know. So, I mean, it's it, it's it's really crazy about uh, how well Baltimore has kind of rebuilt itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and moving away from Flacco was probably one of the smartest things that front office could have done. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it hurt. But let's face it, nobody makes adjustments quite like Bill. You know, going into the bye week. Um, I would say that uh, you know they'll they'll come back with a lot of uh, a lot of those holes that Baltimore exposed patched, uh, and then Baltimore is going to be one of the more fun teams to watch the rest of the the rest of the season. Heather, you got any thoughts on those two games? Not particularly. I tell, <laughs> listen, I told you I'm coming off of a bye week because Saints had a bye week too. So listen, I was on football vacation. Yeah, last I mean, week. it's and San Fran. I mean, this is this is a testament to how well. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have worked together to, to get the right players in there. And, uh, you know, they've got that depth at running back with Breda and Coleman and Jimmy G's finally looking like they thought he would look. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders was a big pickup, but he, I mean, Garoppolo was doing a really good job with the unimpressive list of receivers that they have. Uh, you know, they're, they're protecting Garoppolo well, and then their defense is just crazy good uh especially in the front seven so i mean it's it, it's not surprising like this is one of those things where um they they did a complete teardown you know racked up extra picks and drafted smart and you know now they're the undefeated team in the nfl so elsewhere in the nfl miami got their first win beating the jets 26 18 uh, leaving, yeah. I think it's just Cincinnati at the bottom of the league now. Yeah. Um, 
Kansas City won 26-23 over Minnesota. We picked that game last week. Uh, I think Heather picked Kansas City, but... Uh, I did. And the Eagles topped the Bears 22-14. Any thoughts on the rest of week nine? Oh, man. I'm going to tell you right now, um, if I'm a Bears fan, I'm fucking pissed. Uh, you wasted picks to move up to take Mitchell. Um, he doesn't even get a... He doesn't even get his last name thrown in there uh, because he's officially Blake Bortles 2.0. Uh, I mean, aren't we calling him Mitch? No, he wants to be called Mitchell. Right, that's why we call no, him Mitch. No, I'm just calling him Mitchell because I'm not going to recognize he has a last name because mm. even his family is embarrassed of him right now. Oh, Jesus um, Christ. Have you seen him play, Heather? It's awful. Like, the kid... It, there has been no bigger backslide in quarterbacks, including Baker Mayfield, than... Mitchell. Hey, we're not the worst in some. Okay, things. yeah. Um, like he he's afraid to throw it ten yards down the field. Um, you know they they're actually blocking well. They have good offensive weapons. They have that you know top five defense, and you can't do shit because your quarterback can't fucking play. You wasted picks to move up to get him, and now you're stuck with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't get rid of him. And that was the whole point of the Bears going after a young quarterback. We spent a lot of money on the defense, got some good skill players in. We have five years of cheap uh, play out of the quarterback. Right. And then mm-hmm. this is what you get. I mean, this is an indictment of Matt Nagy. <laughs> okay, what he was he was brought in to be the the, the QB guru. And Trubisky, sorry, Mitchell, has only gotten worse and worse and worse. And the thing is, they are wasting it. I mean, a lot of those defensive players are under contract until like 2021. So you have two years, man. Yeah. You have two years. So what's the plan, bro? Because you know you cannot go into next season with fucking Mitchell as QB1. And there's nothing. There's no amount of work he can do. To really be worth the hassle. Well, haven't you heard? Brady's going to be starting in Chicago next no, year. No, he's not. Brady's not leaving. He's a he's a Patriot till he dies. <laughs> All right. Heading into our picks. Well, speaking. Well, I was going to say, speaking of Mayfield, did you guys see that he uh, he shaved? He, changed he shaved looks twice on us. that day. Yeah. Yes, because he didn't deserve the handlebar mustache. I mean, the way he played. I mean. So, so as a Browns fan, I've been following closely. Baker Mayfield has his issues. I don't think he's the problem this season. Oh, that's where you're absolutely wrong. I think Kitchens is the problem. The offensive line is the problem. And they're creating these problems for Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. No, Mayfield thinks he's the second coming of Brett Favre and he could just huck a chug of football. He's not anywhere near the quarterback Brett Favre is. I agree with you. Freddie Kitchen is completely outclassed. I will give you that. But Mayfield won't take a sack. He would rather run around like an asshole rather than doing a a five-step drop and taking a five-yard loss. He'd rather scramble around like a dipshit, take a 10-yard sack, or throw a fucking interception. You know? I mean, he's not a smart football player right now. And yes, you're absolutely right. That offensive line is fucking hot garbage, and we've been sa- like, I've been saying this since like week two. We have, yeah. I'm, I'm not denying that. Uh, okay, but I'm I'm with you. I think Kitchens is part of the problem, but B- 
Baker Mayfield for the offensive struggles, a lot of that sits on him. I mean, he's made his mistakes. Oh Jesus Christ! You're a like, lot of them. you know what? Oh, you know what, Tim? Go. You know who, you know what you sound like? A dad whose kid's a fucking junkie, and you're sending him <laughs> to rehab for the ninth time. I I don't know what no, the solution no. is in Cleveland, and and not not you're you're such a horrible Browns dad. You didn't even claim the great kid, Chubb. You're all like, oh, poor Baker. You and your little oh, poor no, Chubb has been fantastic yeah, for us this that, year. So just don't worry about Mayfield. Ignore I'm, I'm, it. I'm very curious to see what happens with Hunt because uh, Hunt is back this week. Yeah, he ain't going to play. Um, they've said otherwise. Yeah, he ain't going to play. Uh, they said he is very much a part of the game plan for Buffalo this week. Yeah, he ain't going to play. Uh, there's no there's no fucking way I'm putting a dude in who hasn't played in over a year and a half over Nick fucking Chubb, who's averaging over five yards of carry right now. We'll see what happens, but we're also talking about Freddie Kitchens here, and he's not the most brilliant play caller. No, no. Uh, running a QB draw on fourth and nine. With your best offensive player not even on the field. Right. Uh, so, yeah, he'll probably run Kareem Hunt a lot. No, he'll he'll get the RB three in whoever that is, with Hunt and Chubb both on the sideline, <laughs> with a five man spread. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> anyway, heading to our picks this week, the Cardinals travel to Florida to take on the Buccaneers. Uh, Kyler Murray has won three games so far, which is probably two more than anybody expected at this point in the season, uh, plus a tie against Detroit. Uh, the Buccaneers are two and six and are a four and a half point favorite. At home, Mac, who wins? Um, well, you know, uh, Tampa's going with a rookie QB this week. Or did I read that? No, that's that's, that's Cincy. I'm sorry. I, I, Arians is rolling the dice with Jameis. Um, I mean, Arizona's defense isn't that bad, and they've managed to find a new running game outside of David Johnson, which uh, I, I was kind of butthurt about figuring out so late because by the time I put a waiver claim in on him, uh, somebody else already got him. Um and Murray, Murray's looked good. You know, he's doing rookie things. Um, but, uh, I mean, I don't like Tampa, especially if Jameis is on the field because you know, you know that Jameis is going to throw up some multiple interceptions. Um, well, yeah, what he's, he's, he's 182 for 307. And he has 12 interceptions. Hey, tied with Baker. Yeah, he's, he's right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But hey, keep in mind, Jameis did throw five in a single game this season. So, what Tampa has going for them that Arizona doesn't is Mike Evans, who just has been chewing up defensive backs this season. Um, but I, you know, I'd have to say Arizona wins. I like their defense better, uh, and and they have a good running game. So, I mean, and it's fucking Tampa. I just Jameis Winston well, and- just doesn't impress me. Well, and the Cardinals, they're going to have David Johnson back. Like, they're, he's definitely playing. Like, he's been hes been at practice anyways this week. So, because he had an ankle injury. So, yeah, yeah he's supposed to be back. Yeah, but ever since he uh, got that deal and he broke his wrist, like, he has, he's been a walking injury. Um, Pretty much, yeah. You know, I like, like I said, I like that backup. I really like that backup. I wish I could remember his freaking name. Um, but, uh, you know, Arizona is starting to put things together. So the back of what? Running back? Yeah. Uh, Edmonds? Yes, that's him. Um, I mean, maybe it was smart pulling Cliff out of the play box or the uh, skybox at the you know 
Coliseum in LA. Uh, but I mean, it's I, I I'm not to say Arizona over Tampa. Heather, who do you like here? Same. Um, just because I hate Tampa. I just do. I, I've never liked Tampa. Um, and because Patrick Peterson is on the Cardinals, and I've already explained to y'all that the Cardinals is pretty much LSU East. West. Or, I'm sorry, it's LSU West. Excuse me. It's late. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go Arizona on that one. Yeah, Based I'm in agreement. Purely on bias. Yeah, I, I, I like what Kyler's doing so far this year. Yeah. Um, he's only thrown four interceptions, which is impressive for a rookie, especially of his size. Now he's only thrown nine touchdowns, but I, I think I think he can get them over this. Yeah, game. he's hanging like, um, and I think when uh, Cliff figures out how to get uh, Kirk more involved in the offense, they'd be they'd be a lot better off. Um, he's another one of those big-bodied wideouts from A and M that you want a young quarterback to have like that, just that gigantic target. He can just throw the jump ball to, and this guy can get, but uh, I think Murray's still a little reluctant to take those stabs down the field. And when you have a safety valve, like um, Larry Fitzgerald, just running slants right across your front, you know, you're going to throw the ball to him. So, um, I mean, I, I am, I'm very impressed. I was a skeptical guy, especially after he did nothing in the preseason. Um, But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't like seeing young players struggle, uh, so I'm, I'm happy. Like, I'm glad to see him playing well. 7-2 and two Green Bay plays host to 5-3 and three Carolina this week. Cam Newton was placed on the IR, uh, and he'll miss the rest of the regular season with his foot injury, leaving Kyle Allen as the starting quarterback. The Packers are a five-point favorite in Lambeau. Heather, who's your pick for this one? Um, I'm going to go Green Bay on this one. I just, I, I, I don't... And a part of it is a little bit of a bias too, just because that's, you know, Carolina's our division rival, but yeah, I just, I like the way that Green Bay has been playing. Um, I think uh, what Aaron Rodgers, I think is really supposed to be like back back for this game too. So I, I don't think, I just don't think that the Carolina D is going to be able to, to handle that. So Mike, um, well, Green Bay's defense has played, so much better uh, than they have in the recent past. Um, and that's really important considering Christian McCaffrey is leading the NFL in yards from scrimmage right now. Um, and uh, no one's really, like, he, he had a bad game against Houston, I believe. Like, not big on yardage, but he still scored two touchdowns. Um, but, like, he's he's done really well the last three weeks or so. Uh, and he's, honestly, he's fun to watch play football because you just can't, you can't hit him and have him just immediately go down. He's got this ridiculous ability to shed tackles and bounce off and hit open space. Did you see the clip of him, like, surfing on the dude? No. There, There's a clip, and the, uh, the Carolina Panthers social media team turned it into, like, a video. <laughs> but, like, he breaks off for this 55-yard touchdown run, and the dude wraps up on him, and he just kind of glides on the guy into the end zone. It's great. You should look it up. I think it happened last week. Uh, we'll post it to our social media. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, he's 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 the, um, with Cam out, like, he's the electric presence on the offense. Uh, I think I. 
everybody's idea of Kyle Allen's kind of brought him, like, he's closer to earth now than he was. Yeah, I mean, he lost the one game. Yeah, and I, I don't think that, it's it's not even just that, it's, you know, he had that, like, 150 QBR rating his first start, and he, he has come back down to earth. Um, you know, Kyle Allen is what he is. He's he's a guy trying to keep a team afloat while the starter's out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think this is the guy that you you bank on to replace Cam Newton. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you were going to do that, if that was the idea, that uh, they would only have $2 million in dead money if Cam got cut in the offseason. That was it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no, he's definitely like a just make do until yeah, the end of the season. Yeah, but you have Will Greer there. Like, that's why you took yeah. him in the third round to, to groom him. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, why not give him some playing time this season? If you know Cam's not coming back, yeah. uh, not Put during the regular Greer season. see if he can. Yeah. Trot him out there. See what you got. Um, because you, we, we've seen that you can you can groom a third-round pick to take over. Russell Wilson, bam, right? Um, Especially because they're not likely going to win the division yeah. because of how lights out New Orleans has been playing. Yeah, and I, I don't see them getting a wild card. Uh, you know, I can see Carolina going like nine and seven, ten and six, not making the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, honest to God, I just Aaron Rodgers is looking like Aaron Rodgers again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think their Green Bay's defense will have trouble with McCaffrey, but I don't think their defense is scared of the wide receivers and the tight ends on that team. So I'm gonna have to say Green Bay. Yeah, I, I feel like the NFL games are going to have a lot less differentiation than the uh, <laughs> college games. I'm going Green Bay, too. It's a matchup of two of the top three MVP candidates at this point. Yeah. Rodgers, McCaffrey, mm-hmm. and Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Rodgers, it's hard to bet against him in this game. Yeah, I mean, it's hard home. to bet. Yeah, I was going to say it's hard to bet against him in any game. And frankly, you know? five points seems low. Yeah. Uh, in this one. Especially considering Carolina just gave up, what, like, 50-some points to fucking San Francisco not to, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. You know, their defense isn't as stout as uh, people had thought. Well, so, fun fact about Aaron Rodgers before we move on. I am exactly one day older than him. Very nice. There you go. One Come single on. day. And one single day. He's a millionaire. I know. Ho- Listen, if there's anything that makes me look at it, what the fuck is doing my life? <laughs> it's that you've had it the exact same amount of time on this earth. and Exactly. Exactly. And I am not a millionaire. Right. And yeah. yeah. I'm sitting here with you two. Yeah. You could be doing worse. What, doing our podcast followed by dozens. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pittsburgh's... Each and every one of Every one of you, thank you so much for listening. We do, we do appreciate you guys, and tell your friends about us if you really like us. Yeah, if you really um, care about us, share. We enjoy this. We put in a decent amount of work into it, especially Tim. Um, so yeah, f- spread the word. Um, Pittsburgh started to turn their season around. They bounced between their second and third string quarterbacks all season, but they're sitting at four and four. Uh, as my co-worker keeps reminding me, they are officially ahead of the Browns in the division mm-hmm. and all is right with the world. Um, but they're playing host to the 5-3 and three Rams, and despite their recent success, the Steelers are a three-point underdog at home. Mac, what do you like in this game? Uh, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now I'm going with the Steelers. 
Um, their defense is playing a lot better, and Minka Fitzpatrick edition was fucking money. I mean, he's play- this will be his fifth game with the Steelers. He's already got like four picks, returned one of the house. Um, you know, and, and, and for me, the Rams just aren't doing enough. Uh, you know, it seems like I understand we're going to rest Gurley because of the arthritis in his knees. Um, but his backup's not doing much. I mean, essentially, that offense is running through Cooper Cup, which is great. Like, he's shown that he's one of those top guys. But you still have Robert Woods uh, that you can rely on. I mean, I think we've seen we can't rely on Brandon Cooks anymore. Like, that dude's just ha- – I think he's had 14 concussions this season alone. Um, but like you're, he, he can still have one of the top offenses in the league, and it doesn't seem like they are. Um, the defense, I mean, anytime you've got Aaron Donald on that on the field, you have a you have an advantage over the other team. But um, Pittsburgh can force turnovers, and I think that's where they're going to make their money in this game. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say Pittsburgh. Heather. Um, I. Well, let me jump in. Uh, maybe this will help. I'm going with the Rams. Um, Pittsburgh's 29th in passing yards and 26th in rushing yards. Yeah, They have no offense going for them. Everything they've got is going on defense. And I think Connor's questionable right uh, uh, this week, isn't he? Potentially. I yeah. don't have that in front of me. Um I think the Rams are going to take this one. I think they're going to be pretty handed, uh, win it pretty handily. Um, might be a different question if Roethlisberger doesn't get that injury early in the season, but L.A. wins this. Yeah, I mean, L.A. was kind of my initial thought. Um, I know that Clay Matthews is trying to see if he can get back out there. He, he's saying he anticipates being out there, so who knows if he actually does play. Uh, but yeah, like, kind of, yeah, Tim, I mean, what you said i just kind of looking at it and everything like that i just i don't think so and also too uh mac i would really like to know where you got that stat about cooks and his 11 concussions uh he's left a bit of it he's left the game four games this season with concussion like syndrome what but he's got he's had five known yeah, well, I'm just being a smartass because he's the most fragile fucking thousand-yard receiver ever. <laughs> and he could suck a fat baby's dick. Former saint. How dare former you? Former patriot. What are you talking about? <laughs> don't talk about the archer. So you're going with the Rams? I'm going with the Rams. All right. And our final game of the night. We had to the coast for an NFC West showdown on Monday night. The 7-2 Seahawks take on the 8-0 49ers in San Francisco. This will be a fun game. Yeah, San Francisco's got their formidable front line, and they're a six-point favorite, and they've only allowed 12.8 points per game. Russell Wilson is the third MVP favorite and probably the leader. Um, He's sure to be looking to put up a lot more than that 12.8 points. Heather, who wins this game and why? No, 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 no. Sorry. No, 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 no. Crowd noise is going to be a factor there, as it tends to be. You got, what, Breda? Breda. Yeah, Matt Breda. Breda, yeah. He's been doing all right. He's 
Kittles and cheese and cheese. So um, I'm gonna go there, and I'm gonna go with forty. Mac. I don't know how I'm gonna take pull this one because I like I really like both teams. Yeah, this is gonna be a really good game. Yeah, I, th- this is gonna be very good um, because San Francisco's got that lights out, outstanding defense, but mm-hmm. then you've got Russell Wilson, uh, who has just made a career out of getting away from pressure, extending plays, uh, picking up eight yards by himself without taking a hit, or getting the ball downfield for a big game. And I don't know if you guys saw, but Metcalf. Had a huge game last week. Uh, that's why I'm a genius for picking him in fantasy football. <laughs> um, I wasn't sure how much time he was going to get right off the bat this year. But. Well, the first couple, the first couple weeks games of the season, he didn't. But I think he, like, he's that big-bodied target that Russell Wilson can use. You know that he's kind of missed since Jimmy Graham moved on, um, and he's made some ridiculous catches uh, because I don't think anybody can really muscle the ball away from him. The guy looks like a superhero. You yeah. Know? So um, He's built like one, too. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know what? I'm going to go with San Francisco, or, uh, Seattle. Like, I, I, I think that it'll be a close game, but I think you pick against Russell at your own uh, peril because <laughs> that guy can just pull games out when he needs to. Yeah, I've got Seattle in this one. Um, Russell Wilson's thrown 22 touchdowns and only one interception. Dude does not turn the ball over. He's also run for four more and only lost one fumble. So on the season, he's got 26 touchdowns and two turnovers. Yeah. Um, This is a team that's not going to turn the ball over. And they're running the ball well, too. Chris Carson's done a really good job. Um, And... uh, you know they're they're winning games the way Seattle was. You know they mixing in the pass, mm-hmm. uh, working off play action, hitting those huge chunk plays. I mean, li- Tyler Lockett, who saw him playing as well as he has since he joined the Seahawks. Yeah. You know it's just nuts. Russell Wilson has a QB R of this this season of one hundred eighteen point two. So that, that's kind of good, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say so. Uh, I got Seattle in this game. I think. They're gonna con- they're gonna control the ball. They're not going to give it up, and that's gonna be the difference. I think San Francisco will probably turn over the ball once this game, and that'll probably end up being the decide deciding factor. Yeah. Uh, I got yeah. Seattle. I mean, the only thing we got to look out for is Seattle's uh, defensive backs will give up the big play. Uh, if t- if uh, San Fran's receivers can get to that next level, uh, and Garoppolo can stay on his feet, you know, there's gonna be opportunity for big. Uh, you know, big plays from the San Francisco wideouts. But, I mean, it's it's if they can get that way. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, because I was going to say, like, the yards allowed difference between the two of them is pretty big. Like, yeah. Say, uh, Seattle allows has allowed 392 yards this season. Yeah, per game. Per game, yeah. And San Francisco is at 272. Yeah, so, I mean... <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Uh, they don't have the, the Legion of Boom anymore back there. No. And they're breaking in a yeah. lot of young players. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Carroll, Pete Carroll, as much as I hate to admit this, knows how to – he can scheme to cover up the weaknesses on his team. Yeah. Um, and let's yeah. face it, he thought he was going to get more pass rushing production from Clowney when he swung that mm-hmm. trade. Um, I honestly don't see Clowney 
in Seattle next year. Uh, I, I, you know, he's going to play out the season, uh, pick up his accrued year of service time, and part of the, the, one of the contingencies of the trade was they wouldn't hit him with the franchise tag again. So, I don't think Jadeveon Clowney is good for the Seattle defense, but he's going to be great for another defense. Um, but uh, I mean, Seattle's a, it's just another good team. You know, uh, the AFC West is going to be, or the NFC West, excuse me, is going to have. Uh, some really really good football teams are. Well, that'll well, wrap it up. Concession. Well, hold, no, well, I was gonna say I will give you guys one concession about Kittle because Kittle is, is awesome. Oh, he's questioned well, again. He's, he's, he's questionable. He's questionable. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so I will give you guys that concession on that. So. Well, that'll wrap it up for tonight's episode. Be sure to like us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email us at hometowncrowdpod at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. For Mac and Heather, I'm Tim. Thanks for cheering with the Hometown Crowd. Wear your seatbelt.